Hey guys, it's uh, D-Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Piles and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. <laughs> we know you're listening. Like I said, we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Absolutely. listeners. The algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So you can go to Apple iTunes. That's where a lot of you are already listening or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a... You don't even have to write a review. Just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool, too. We appreciate it, and keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm here with Adam Beasley and our special in-house guest, the man who brought me into the world. Literally. The, the, uh, what's your alias this week? Everett Denny. Uh, Everett Denny. Get that microphone close to you. All right. Hey, there you go. I'll be in there. It's going to be double sold. So I, I don't know what to expect from this week, but it's going to be worth listening to, folks. It'll be great. So like I said, we are back from uh, hopefully a great weekend. Hopefully you spent some time uh, remembering family members, uh, Visiting cemeteries, uh, and even though Derek says it, you're you're the reminder to go get flowers. It's just an it's a jit, it's a joke. It's it's free flower day today. If you want to make that special lady of your life or man or however you're doing it a little happier, go down to your local cemetery and free for the picking, folks. That is the kind of guy he is. They won't they won't be forgotten. The sad scary part. You probably learned that from your uh, your father. Is that right? That's a grave situation there. I'm not sure about that. Oh, graves. We uh, went out. We were reading some gravestones. I saw some good some good headstones the other day. What did you see? I don't know if this is uh, resale worthy, but I think you should look ahead a little bit. Maybe plan out some stuff. I saw I saw two good ones. I should have took pictures of. One of them said, well, it ain't no ham sandwich. Okay. And then there was another one that said, when you're dead, you don't know that you're dead. Other people do. And it's not... There's, I, I what was it? When you're dead, you don't know that you're dead, but other people do. It's the same as when you're stupid. Oh, you know that. So that is a there good. you go. Well, you, that's that's absolutely. The, you, the you can put up a, if you can put up a headstone that people will go by and read, that's probably worth doing. The show was called Death Piles and Taxes. Well, I wasn't going through any of their goods. <laughs> well, they, we like I said we all have to die, but I saw something really interesting that uh, if I was a young kid again, I think I'd get into that business. Somebody was going on the It wasn't line. grave robbing, was that? No, it was grave cleaning. Headstone cleaning. Well, why do you have to be young? Well, I, I don't know. I just had I, I just got done through a grueling tax season. I forgot painting lines about put you in, in the hospital. That's right. So, uh, yeah, somebody was out there cleaning the uh, headstones. What a great idea. Yeah. Great idea, especially yeah. this time of year. We have a lot of people in getting supplies for that place I work. The, the man who knows just about oh, there, now, there we go, without fail. Fun. I think you got a prank caller that calls every time that we start the podcast. Well, then I used to edit this yeah, out. I don't even, even bother no more. Not even home to call. Either. Yeah, so he's not. He's he got somebody. Somebody set him up. So we, like I said, we have a special in uh, studio guest. D Roy's uh, busting out the Sprite Zero. Sprite, please. Yes, uh, but like I said, we've got Derek's father here. We're going to go through some of the, the gamut of questions. He uh, he's one of those guys who's been been flipping, selling. He, he's always been involved in, in different things. So we're going to go down the list, Derek. But uh, why don't you start us out with maybe uh, something that he taught you and that's got you to this point in uh, selling stuff online? Well, that's probably a good good place to start. Is at the beginning. I was born. I mean, he can verify that we you know you were hatched. We were hatched. We had some hard times. He gets mad at me when I said we had hard times. I had a pretty good childhood. I grew up, we had everything I ever wanted, really. I mean, but in the same, there was always a sense of, um, especially when I was really young, you worked multiple jobs, 
always hard working. He had a, a sales job where he'd go on the road, uh, covered a lot of the, the western states um, through my, I guess, more teenage years. And that was good and fun, and I'd go on the road and, and got to see some things and, and, you know, go different places. And uh, ultimately, it was he was going and setting up accounts and starting stores for, for other people that would start their own businesses. But uh, a lot of that is you see the hard work or you see what's going on and, and trying to pay bills. And, you know, sometimes you're a little bratty and you want things and, you know, you, you beg for things. And maybe you're trying to make a dollar stretch a little harder now on the backside. I can see where... You know, maybe the money wasn't there. I don't know. I didn't really know the financial situation or stuff, but maybe I was wanting more than was there to have. But anyways, always always got, you know, enough to be taken care of for sure. Had it better than probably a lot of kids. But um, the business side is uh, show up to work. He did get me to do little jobs at the country farm store that, you know, I'd have to sweep or throw away trashes and stuff. And I didn't say that I liked it or anything, or, you know, it wasn't enjoyable, but he'd get my butt to work, and some days he'd have the days off, he'd have a Saturday off, and I'd have to go in, and, and I'd still have to do my job or, or whatever, or, you know, you can you can have a job, and a lot of people don't believe this, but this this was a true story, and I don't think my mom necessarily believed it, but oh. the, the, when I was 18, no, when I was 18, I was given, what were what were my options in life at 18 from you? Go to college or move out. It was I could go I could go to college. I could go to college. I could go to the military. I could go on a religious affiliated vacation. But I got you know or, or get out. Joined the jazz by telling me he was you know the wrong. He was the shape of the basketball. Not he wasn't. I was a good shot at the time. But I mean that was uh that was kind of growing up, wasn't it? Yeah, that was growing up. I mean, it's hard to look back nowadays because you were my first son. I might I might have made one mistake. <laughs> Maybe two. But was that having me? No, no, no. no. All right. It, it was. I would have had more. If I, more. if I go back, I would. Yeah, I would have more kids actually because it's heck to mow your own lawn. <laughs> you know, the more kids you got, the longer you can stretch them out to do the work around the house. But no, Derek was always a good, good kid. But uh, he did cause me grief a time or two, but not much. He. My best example was uh, when he, he like. You know, he's into this wrestling thing, and, and you know where that comes from. He, I don't know. When, where he, when he was young, Hulk Hogan, he was Hulk Hogan hero. He had to be Hulk Hogan for Hulk Halloween. Every year, we even tried to dye his hair orange or whatever color Hulk wore. Well, he's mostly bald now. But he's got and, and now, now he's no. mostly bald. I'm getting closer. He could probably do it now, but back then it was that blonde hair. And yeah, you, you we do dyed have a full head of hair. And he went orange, but... He got with a bunch of his buddies, and Hulk talked him into calling these 900 numbers. And he, he, he wrapped up about, you know, six, $700 worth of phone bills talking to the Hulkster being a, being a Hulker. What? And that's why he's that's why he has to still work to this day. He's still paying still off, off debt. phone bill. So this is back in the days when uh, Derek... You know, nine hundred numbers, which mean a lot of things to a lot of people. But Derek's calling. I could, uh, I could have been a lot worse. Good yeah. kid, I guess. Could have had the alternative. Anyway. I mean, I, if, if a kid at my age, nine or eight, is calling, I, hopefully they'd have hung up on me on those other lines. But yeah, him and a bunch of the neighborhood kids got it going on. But, it. but I was smart because I wasn't doing it for my own house. He got over the neighbors. Oh got, got over to the plumber's house there. They had twenty kids, so I knew I could pin it easily <laughs> on. So, it, on it wasn't else. me. How did that conversation go? The neighbor it calls up to him. Was your kid calling Hulk Hogan? <laughs> no, I think they fessed up to it, and then so did he. But <laughs> so his was, addiction, was to a, the addiction to wrestling, started very early. You know. <laughs> well, he was telling you what town he was in and what he was going to do to Sergeant Slaughter that night. I had to know. He called about six times a day there for a while. <laughs> they had a little wrestling game on there that you'd, you know, you'd have the touch tone. It was like. Push one for an elbow drop, or push three to go for the pin. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I don't know if you want anything, but boy, you want hope to, to win that match. You know, they had that market set, and that that was a money maker for somebody. It wasn't for me, I tell you that. That was a that was a great idea. That like said, uh, they brought people, in the money. People not you know just just joining. Like said, these are some stories back in uh, you know the the eighties, early nineties, and this thing called the internet didn't really exist. Me, Al Gore, he made it up one day, but. We didn't have access to it till late '90s, so these call-in things like that was a, that was regular. Like I said, you would get 
uh, you know, uh, an ad to call this number, or you'd have to send a self-addressed stamp, and they'd send you like a little Hulkamaniac thing that I may or may not know about. So, well, they yeah, they get you if they got your address. That was the good thing. They'd build a list off of it. Uh, if they had when Hulk Hogan got injured, they wanted everyone to send in a get well, you know, get well card to him when the tugboat took him out or earthquake. And what they did is they put together a mailing list, which is pretty smart if you think about it. So they knew all these little kids, you know, sent their best wishes, and they just put the, the mailing list together and sent out a catalog, and then for Christmas, you know, you'd have your, your catalog, and this is what I want, and uh, it was a pretty pretty good marketing move for the day. So yeah, I, I'd call up the hoaxer, and uh, it was, you know, 99 minutes since the first minute, two thereafter, whatever it was, kids get your parents' permission, well... We knew my, I knew my dad wasn't going to roll for that, so, you know. No permission. Yeah, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't my house, and uh, we did, yeah, we, we was racked up a few bills. We racked up a few bills, but, so, yeah. So there's, there's a D-Boy thing. Um, there has always been a fascination in the Everett household with, uh, with, with fireworks, blowing stuff up. Where did that originate from? Well, we're American. We're American. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. We just got goofing off, and... We started out with these little things called Santa whips, and you lit them on fire. They're about three foot long, and they burn. And we got looking, and we thought, well, what if we tie on a firecracker to the end of that? <laughs> and, you know, it burned for a couple minutes, and then light the firecracker and go off. And I thought, geez, I wonder what happened if I put a, you know, a Roman candle on there. <laughs> and pretty soon we got thinking, you know, they got this stuff called cannon fuse. <laughs> and so we bought. We're probably still on some watch list, but we used to buy several thousand feet of that a year, and we'd start tying everything well, together. Well, really, it was. It was that, but it was you'd have to go out and light each firework individually. Yeah, yeah, and he got tired of doing that, or you'd have to send a kid out, and that was kind of dangerous. So he thought, well, if I just string them all together, I just got to light it once, and that takes care of that. So we got going on that, and, and of course... And all evolved from there. Then we said, you know, these model rocket lighters, and we can light the thing with that. And so, so the we did a remote, and then then we had to add music, and then pretty soon it became Everett Fest, and we kind of got away from that with all the the fires and stuff. <laughs> and as I got older, I thought, geez, this is crazy. You know, if I burn somebody's house down, they're coming to come and live with me, and I and I'm not that good to live with. So. <laughs> Had a good run though. We had a good run. We had about what ten years or something. Uh, or more than that, maybe more. You guys did a lot of good fireworks, and, and my oh. favorite time is is uh, one of the years the the police showed up, which I don't know if that was a yearly occurrence, but the police showed up, <laughs> and Dennis is out there. Some I can't remember if it was Dennis. Somebody was out. I mean Everett was out there, and he says, "Yeah, you won't know who Everett Denny is. That's his alias." Don't don't worry, sir. There's nothing that go up in the air and blow up. <laughs> And they turn around and maybe go down the street, and there's something to go up in the air and blow up. So blow up. it was it was definitely a good time had by all. But now that would all be legal. That's the thing. Things switch so often that it's thing, hard to tell. The thing is about that is once you started it, it was it was on, and it some years it'd go for an hour and a half, two hours. No switch to turn that. And you can't unless you run out and cut the fuse ahead of that. But you didn't want to get out in the middle well, of all yeah, that. Go for it. That's what she Fire told the, the cop or the police. Or, you go out there and turn it off if you like. Yeah. Here's, some, here's some scissors. Good luck. But you know, there pick the right fuse. Once it started, it started. And then what? we had to get so we were fastening them down when they got a rocking because <laughs> we did shoot a few off, hit people. Pelican, I think, got hit. Pelican got it. Took took one for the team one night. <laughs> right, right in the gut. And I still yeah. remember what. what Magic was, courage. It was uh, the show must go on because it had rained. And uh, the fuses all went out, so somebody got the propane torch. Well, you had a crowd. You can't let them be disappointed. We tried to tarp that the year, but it didn't work. It, it was a good time had by That was The shark was out there with the propane yeah, torch. And, he, yeah. he was out there uh, enjoying the, uh, the spoils of the once-a-year Everett Fest. So, um, yeah, they're still, I think they're still up there on YouTube. If you search Everett and spell it right, the way the Lord intended ITT, there's still an Everett Fest video out there floating around, so if you want to see what this was all about, you can uh, you can Google it or, or whatever I you want to do. Darren, find you it. could probably share a, share a link to it or something. I could probably put a link on the on the Facebook or somewhere too. No, and, and that that kind of rolls uh, into some of the things, uh, Dennis. We know or uh, Everett. Uh, I mean, as you roll into some of these <laughs> older videos, um, you have quite the uh, I guess the niche for um, 
stretching the dollar. I remember seeing something making your own lemonade. Is that right? Oh yeah, Derek got me going one time. He said, "You owe some money to be made on these internet things," and and you well, didn't believe me. I don't believe. I, well, who does? <laughs> no, <laughs> a whole bunch of over twenty thousand people do. Oh, it was a record numbers this week, uh, Everett. <laughs> yeah, he. He's been known to never let a story stand in the way of truth, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder where he learned that from. <laughs> anyway, he said, you know, you might make some money. And he says, you you got some of them old family recipes you got. And, and we were poor growing up, so, because he always laughs at me, you know, I'd make homemade lemonade. You just, when you're in the restaurant, you don't order a drink. You just order a couple extra lemons and squeeze them in your water, and then get four or five packets of the sugar they give there free for the coffee. And the, the funny part was, so we'd go out to establishments with his aunts and uncles and his parents, and they were all elderly folks, and him, he was the, I was the young one, but he was the next youngest, and they all thought they were getting one over on the restaurant. You know, they'd order, we'd be there at the early blue blue plate special or whatever at 4, four o'clock for four dinner, o'clock, and they didn't want water, but they'd want, you know... We get several sides of uh, lemon and some sweet and low or whatever, and they they thought no one knew what was going on. <laughs> they yeah. make their own lemonade. All the people at Sizzler they knew what was happening. Oh, I don't think anyone was too fooled. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good time though. And then, of course, when we were kids, we had to make our own ice cream and stuff like that. We just get icicles in the winter and put a little food coloring or punch powder on it. And, Voila, you have a, you know, a snow cone. <laughs> Just don't eat the yellow snow unless you put it on there yourself. I, I, I wouldn't eat it if I put it on there myself either. Well, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> Kool-Aid, lemonade, something. Lemonade, lemonade yeah. stuff. So my, my biggest hit was the Butterballs. I think that got more hits on the internet than anything, and I'm not quite sure why, but... You never, that's the thing, is it, when you put something out on the internet, you just never know. Yeah. And the thing is, and, and Derek, we've, we've learned, I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of things that he started and stopped and never completed or never followed through. I, I know I do a lot of that, but as we've done this podcast for two and a half years now, it's been, it's been amazing. So all I can say is if you would have followed through with what Derek told you, I mean, because that was years ago, that was... It was going pretty good. It's the, it sounds like a rocket's taking off, Adam. Is your building shape? Are we having an earthquake? Yes. We, right. I put up my second... Uh, uh, case for cards, and uh, when the cooler goes off for the uh, water, oh, okay, that's what it is. Out there, I don't know if the folks can hear it or not. A little shake. I don't. I don't know if they can, but there right. it goes. Um, like I said, there, there's uh, consistency is is out there. Like I said, we we appreciate you coming on. So I know you've got several different things that that Derek has done well, done bad. When he first told you he was selling stuff on the internet, how much did you believe or not believe? I thought he was just kind of. Uh, goofing off there like he always does, you know. So <laughs> he's like, "No, we we can sell this," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's a lot of work." No, we can, we can sell it. And I guess my very first one was when I had that that Wolfie whistle. He said, "We can sell that Wolfie whistle." <laughs> I don't know if you know what a Wolfie whistle. I have no idea. You're gonna have to elaborate yeah, on the whistle. It was too. a piece of Halloween candy. I used to set up stores, like he said, and I was at this one old place one time, and we were kind of setting up a little feed store and it used to be a convenience store you know back in the probably the 60s there or so and and uh, we were rums around and we found this box of Halloween candy it's that Halloween wax stuff you know they used to make the lips and oh yeah yeah uh, that kind of the stuff the wax lips and and mustaches and stuff well and this back then they had this thing called the whoopee whistle and it was an orange whistle was like a pan flute almost and uh, so they said, you want these? You take them home to your kids. And there were some lips and some of these woofy whistles. And so I'll take them home. They're still wrapped in the things. And, and uh, so we take them home. And I've had them there in my house. And I probably chewed up two or three of them. And four or whatever. Yeah, but for years it was your treasure yeah, thing. That would come, I, I, well, I, guests and company would come over. You pulled out and show them your woofy whistle. You remember this from when you were a kid? <laughs> so... But I did start out with three or four, and I thought, I'll keep one of these. And so he said, let's put that woofy whistle up on the, e- the eBay. And I thought, oh, geez, who would buy a wax, piece of wax that's 60 years old or whatever it was? And I would run it on there, and, God, I think that sold for like $300 or something. What? 
Holy cow. And I thought, who would pay three hundred dollars? You thought you were getting scammed. He said, "Well, they're going to return. No one's going." I said, "Once you he know, gets they're there. trying to get your credit card or something." <laughs> you know, but sure enough, he he brings me in. The, well, he he brought me back. I was at twenty five dollars because I had to pay commission. Oh, so you know, you got a better cut than that. Yeah. I might, I might have got a little better than that. But anyway, so those Deroy fees are more yeah. than eBay fees. Deroy fees. <laughs> no, he's. We were, I thought, wow, that is amazing. He said, yeah, people buy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, they do. And I, you know, I know they buy stuff because I'm in retail. I've been in retail all my life, really. And, and uh, the only difference is, you know, I'm in more of the brick and mortar kind of thing. And you guys are a little freelance. And, and uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed and impressed with what people buy, even in the stores, because. You never know. Of course, then you always get a few dogs and you get a few winners. But well, I said you, you you've always uh, kind of given Derek those those uh, niche things or those items that you knew were going to be hot. Like this is in yeah, the, you're the king of the bolo. The bolos. <laughs> um, I know it was the uh, the canning supplies. Yeah, I think you hit them on the chlorine. I know we talked about Necco wafers. If I remember right, you were also the guy that was big on the uh, the Twinkie train when they uh, yeah. when they decided to. Uh, yeah, I had a case, but I had a case. I put them in the freezer there, and then when they started making, it, I ate my case, and then <laughs> and then I thought, geez, and then they still wanted them, and I thought I shouldn't have ate up the product. <laughs> I was saying, whoopee whistles, you ate thousands I, of dollars of I probably I could kick myself in the hindy there. I you know so three or four of them. So we just uh, it was it was our anniversary. My wife and I we went up to a, a nice restaurant. So like it's more money than I've ever spent on a meal. But well, I you feel, can't hide money. I heard. Oh yes. Well, apparently <laughs> probably money. I always have to scrounge it up and try to find money. I spent less on that that five course, six course, whatever meal than what you ate in one woofy whistle. So yeah, that's I, true. I feel better about myself. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's the way it was. We could they didn't have well. They had a couple of flavors of chewing gum, but not like they do now. So. <laughs> You get a little wax from your mother's cannon jar or something. You were, you know, cutting a fat hog there. First, I have a little raspberry jam or something from the lid. Wow! But them woofy whistles when they come out with them, that was. Well, you gotta think. There's people. So I know people are like, "Well, who would have bought that?" And I went down to Phoenix, Arizona. I remember it because I'm like, it wasn't Halloween time. And I remember thinking, if this melts, we're in some trouble. Yeah. Because, you know, it's going to Phoenix, and I think it was the summer, so I'm like, it's going to be 100-degree temperature. I still kind of knew to eBay, but we've been doing it for a while. So packaged it pretty well and got it down there, and it was P.O. box. So, uh, But it was off-season, and it was just people collect. I'm sure it's somebody that collects Halloween things, and that was their vintage time, and, and that was something that probably they remembered from their childhood. Maybe they went trick-or-treating, and that was something that sparked a memory or some joy to them or whatever, and... For them, it was worth three hundred dollars because where else are you gonna get a nineteen sixties piece of candy in the in the wax, you That's know, in the, in the package? Yeah. So I'm sure it's sitting on a display at somebody's house, just center. And, and they the, probably they're happy like I used to. Hey, check out hey, my order. Remember this? And if they only knew how much they could have gotten, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's the same like we talk about cards and things, and uh, you know, you put them in spokes or the things that just didn't last. So some of those things actually last for a while. Yeah, I think well. Like, yeah, that nostalgia I, with them. I um, put in the spokes of bikes, and well, I was on my mission too. Or that a ecclesiastic vacation? Vacation. <laughs> I went to New York City, and for some reason we started collecting them. And I had quite a pretty good collection. And you were probably there during Don Mattingly, or early oh early God, Mattingly, Reggie Reggie Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson, Pete Rose, all them. We were just collecting the cars. We trade them back when we got. You know, some meetings would swap cards back and forth. Man. I sent a bunch home, but they never made it. I don't know where they went to, but... Are you sure your, your mom didn't just throw My away? mom might, might have threw it away. Cause I'll tell your comic book story. She, uh... <clears throat> at this. She, yeah, said that one of my packets come home and had some cockroaches in it. <laughs> it wasn't good. But I said, heck, we used to just come home and throw books against the wall and take odds on how many we had killed at that <laughs> So you're uh, saying you lived in the real nice areas. Yeah, we, in fact, we one of our uh, mission leaders was Rick Estrada, and he he drew for DC Comics, and he was always drawing Superman and stuff, and he drew some characters of us, you know. And I thought, I wonder where they went to, you know. And 
You know, he, we, no, we don't know where they're at. I don't know where they're at. We, oh, I, I mean, can you imagine a, 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 an artist drew a one-off character of these guys in the seventies DC comics, and then we can now we can NFT well, throw yeah. it up on the internet. Oh yeah, he, he, or one of one, or you know, even if you would have had a Superman that you would have drawn or whatever. So yeah. this is he was he drew for DC Comics, and he was and, drawing you guys. And wow. the other thing, if I'd known what I know now, I had this landlady and her husband that actually passed away and uh, they owned a, a store and when he passed away they just shut it down so here sits this store and it's full of inventory and uh, in fact we've got some stuff she'd send me gifts and stuff or let, and they'd be you know it was back then it was 20 or 30 years old yeah and uh, in fact when the kids got baptized or born she'd send them little white outfits the christening and, outfits yeah, christening outfits and Mallory got some dresses and uh, when I left I got some alligator shoes I wish I still had those <laughs> but I mean it was stuff that was did they have the boots with it was new in, new in box yeah oh no fur that was it was the gator skins wow I mean they were top of the line stuff and, and of course then she passed away but I don't know what happened to all that stuff but that would have been can you imagine this new unboxing stuff that was already, by now, I'd be, you know, 60, 70 years old or 80 years old. It's crazy what people buy. Yeah, I was, that would be crazy. <laughs> In fact, some of those dresses that Mallory still has, they still have the tags on them. Oh, we, we might have to, to, to... We tried to talk one out of her, but she wouldn't put it up, I don't think so. No, we're, we're going to have to double our efforts. Some things are, 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 are worth sentimental and not worth enough money, but yeah. uh, the crazy part, like I said, is, is, you know, we all have stuff, and that's what a lot of it is, and and uh, if you can sell it, then sell it. So uh, I think we, we've got this. Let's, uh, let's hit a break. We're going to come back with a few more insights, find out some other stories about uh, the time when, when uh, Danny took Derek to Pahrump and probably visiting places that they shouldn't have been visiting on the extraterrestrial highway. Hold, hold it for the break. Adam, my taxes are done. The season's over. I can just go on vacation and I'll have to see you again for another year. Well, yeah, because you're never going to have to file your taxes again unless it's another year away. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. They're part. never going away. So here at Adam Up Accounting, we're glad to help you during tax time. But if you're also a larger seller, if you uh, need to run payroll, if you really want some help running those uh, bookkeeping reports, because I know how good you are at that, uh, we're happy to help you. We have uh, really good affordable monthly plans on these uh, higher seller, um, you know, you're running it like a business, you've got some good amount of income, we'd be happy to take care of you so that your uh, accounting needs are taken care of. Well, I don't want to talk to you, though. I don't want to call up and just get some office off in, you know, New, New Brunswick or somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're here. You can message us on our website, shoot us uh, a message on social media. We'd be glad to help you out, kind of tell you what options we have so that you can be more organized and teach you and help you make more money and pay less to Uncle Sam. What's your website and where do I find you on social media then, my friends? Everything's Adam Up Accounting. Uh, you can look us up there on our website. You can follow us, get some Wednesday wisdom. We try to give you some tips. You can also link through the uh, podcast, Death Files and Taxes. Get those taxes uh, taken care of so you have more time to make money elsewhere. Well, Derek, there's a reason we call it Death Files and Taxes. It's because I got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around their death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we partnered with a great company called Sellhound. And what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that... Man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy. And I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. So and you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get on there, start listing, start selling, so you can go out and buy some more stuff. All right, we are back. That was uh, 
Derek, I, I learned a few more things over the break. Yeah, there's always there's always some knowledge dripping out. So yeah, apparently you were teaching some kids uh, things that they shouldn't be doing on those 800 numbers. No, that's not what you learned that not at all. It's <laughs> dirty lie. That, that may or may not have been true, huh? Well, not. It was no. not true. <laughs> not true. It was not true. Only if I had something to do with wrestling or wrestling. Wrestling. So I, I know. Which has now turned into profit. Look <laughs> <laughs> well, at the money. I've sold stuff to Hulk Hogan himself. Yeah, that's true. You so I'm starting to get a little of the money back from him. I, I always talk about that Maybe too. We'll have to pay the plumbers off. <laughs> With, uh, with they, don't, they don't listen, they won't know. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've got, done the same thing, a lot of stuff with, with wrestling, a lot more of sports stuff, but it's, it's finally starting to pay off. Like, it's, it's, this knowledge is uh, making some money, and, and uh, that's what the whole thing is. And I know Derek, you know, we took some of that you-can't-hide money. Derek took a couple people with him up to the, the Bees game this last week. Yeah, weekend. we had a good little uh, session this weekend, went up to uh, a Bees game, which is minor league baseball uh, team, and took... Uh, my niece and nephew for their birthday and ran ran into Adam there and we uh, you know we're talking for a little bit watching the game and the next thing I know Adam's down at the Delta Center watching the Jazz game after he tells me what a beautiful night it is at the ballpark and he's glad he came here made the right decision and the next thing I know he's downtown you know goofing around somewhere else most, most didn't, didn't even finish the game no I did did not finish the game can you name one player on either team. Well, there's Donovan Mitchell, and then there's John Moran, Rudy Gobert. Um, that Brooks guy is playing pretty well right now. On the bees or the uh, round We don't go to a minor league baseball team because you know who's playing. That was this guy. I can't. Okay, I'll say this because he won't listen. A person the other day at a barbecue was complaining about how the bees aren't playing to win games anymore. I thought... If you're thinking that minor league baseball is about wins and losses, you know, you're just going out to have a good night at the ballpark, and you don't care. I mean, if the bees win or lose, who, who really cares? It's just a nice night out, and, you know, you have a hot dog and sure. relax. Man, that churro, that was, that was a good thing. Bag but of peanuts. My problem with it is you had to scan the QR code, then you had to go to the app, and you had to pay on the phone. It was a process. Now, what's a person like me supposed to do that don't understand all that? They're losing us. They're, they're losing money. I, see, see, that's the thing. Is Derek will tell you one thing. It wasn't true. I just showed up there. I gave Cash stock still? They, no, no cash. I had to pay with my credit card. But I didn't have to use no stinking app. I did? Well, I know. Maybe because they know. It tell tell, tells place. you one thing. Well, that's what, what. Where did you go? I went to the you know, got a hot dog and a churro. And you just said... I just, he held up the line. Can, can I, they had this I, big thing that said "scan here," and I went up. They said you have to do that. Well, I, maybe they just saw. You probably it. flashed them an extra twenty or something. <laughs> yeah. They don't take cash, but they took some incentives, some initiatives. I, I, that may or may not be true, but we had a good night at the ballpark. It was uh, definitely enjoyable. So it was no death piles and taxes night like like last year, yeah. but no, two years ago. Well, has it been oh, that long? Wow. Okay. Time flies. Time does fly. So, um, I know, like I said, as a I don't know. We we brought up this thing in the past. Uh, the West Desert Boys. We all believe. Apparently, the, the UFO thing is coming to fruition. The government's finally telling us. We're usually true. on top of things. We, we we break it here first. Now that you bring it, we are we're ahead of that curve. We've been talking about this. We have the uh, alien stories, and I know uh, Derek's kind of in that that realm. And I'm guessing that might have come from his father. Is that true? Are you a West Desert believer too? I yeah. Well, you know my travels. I took that loneliest road you started something there that. you know so I that was part of my territory that I was covering out there Prump and then back through you know Joy and all those little towns out through there so so I've seen a lot of strange things out there in the skies let me tell you that so, so those I did lose know. time one time so <laughs> you you lost time I lost time I looked at my clock and looked down again and there had been several Seconds pass. No, no, <laughs> no, no. More like I'm thinking like a half an hour was gone. You know, you I'm hit thinking, that time warp something. Huh? Wow, and and I saw that uh, big black jet out there scooping around. I thought, what is that? But they do a lot of weird things out that area 51. And I've stopped there at the military base or that little town, and they cook a hamburger, and you can you can buy a. E.T. Burger or something there at the <laughs> Dairy Queen there. But they got military guys going in and out of there, and there's no military base around here, you know. And uh, I've had trucks follow me, and I've had jets follow me. 
in my truck out there, and so. I, I mean, like I said, those yeah. those adult. I grew up in Nevada. I grew up in yeah. Brown. That's why it's kind of this weird that circle that goes around. That's a shady town. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't kidding from the guy who grew up there too. Yeah. Um, so like I said we we uh, had some interesting so and it is always fun to look at as we timestamp stuff because we talked about this in, in the interview we did two years ago. Um, we talked about it, and, and now the government, like literally, and I haven't even followed it because I'm afraid to know what they're admitting or not admitting, but if you could have gotten any kind of alien rocks or, uh, you know, any kind of uh, things, you probably could have sold that online. Well, the moon rock, that, and we're going to get into it now, I guess we get there. There was a moon rock that was gifted to, I believe it was Denmark from the the, Mar, the, the guys who went up to the moon. Okay. And they went to insure it a few years back, and they had their person that, you know, looks at all this, the that knows these things said, well, this isn't a moon rock, this is just uh, okay. petrified wood. Okay. And so, how? I mean, you know, I, it's a big debate, did we even go to the moon, Adam? Oh, oh. You know. That's what that's what they're saying. Now there's a radiation belt that we can't pass through to go back to the moon or go to Mars, and it's, well, we did it 70 years ago, or well, how old were you when that happened, when they went to the moon? I was probably, I'm thinking, I don't know, 10 or so. So the technology I remember, from I remember when he was 10 till now... Watching that on TV, and from when he was ten till now, well, we, can, we can't recreate. TV you know, screen. it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Elon, Elon's going to take us there. Well, he thinks, but he can't get through this radiation belt that's up there. He's going to use and, his Dogecoin to get us there. And they've lost all the original. Uh, they've lost all the original filming of the moon landing. They don't have the original film. So how do you lose that? It's like the biggest thing that's ever happened in history, and you just lost it. And who was holding the camera when they jumped out? See, these are all questions and answers. That you, you thought you were listening to an eBay podcast for this. <laughs> yeah. This one's we, we, this has been a. Uh, I do have some eBay questions. Though. This has been a, a Father's Day derail. We'll, we'll get, get back on task. Yeah, we'll get back to task. But you guys are off course. Well, I, it's we're on course because this yeah. is the course of the show. So, <laughs> yeah, so you can sell. If we'd have picked up Area Fifty One things, maybe we could have sold them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there, there's well, always they sold alien. Like well, they had alien underwear and stuff out there. They had signs that say... What was that in prompt? Remember those signs? It, it came up on the, the base that didn't exist, yeah. and they had signs on the fence that if would say, this thing, if you cross this, shot. Yeah, you'll be shot, lethal force, you know, no questions <laughs> asked. And you'd kind of slow down to read it, and there'd come, like, jeeps and stuff over the hills, and you'd see them watching you. But they'd sell, uh, in that gift shop, they sold, like, remade ones. Yeah, they so. what they're saying is, don't break down in the in the the deserts of Nevada. I don't yeah, think I don't think you'd be making it home. They will hunt you down. So, uh, Danny, get us back on track. You said you had some email you know, questions. As being in retail and stuff, I just you know I got thinking. I've been pondering selling a few things, and usually I just have Derek do it for me. But as I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking about, you know, I'm getting up there in my sixties. Maybe a few years past sixties, but uh, yeah, I was thinking of something to do when I retire, and I thought, you know, if I could get me a little online store going or something, I could probably sub supplement the the income a little bit, and and because uh, Derek he sells a couple items for me a month probably, and and uh, we need to get you hooked up with hundred dollar bill. That's what he does. He retired, and now he's uh, he's just, down. Volunteering his time down in uh, Moapa. I don't know. Oh, down in Moapa. That's a little good pomegranate. No, uh, Moab. Oh, Moab. 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 Been to Moab for several times. Moapa Valley, yeah. So, yeah, there, there's definitely a way would, to get on there and sell stuff online. But the, the, here's the thing, and, and you guys know what I Like, I work in, a, in the retail, so we keep pretty good track of things. And so we have to know, you know, inventory, what we have in the inventory, and you know, how many turns, and I was just wondering if you guys keep track of that, do you keep track of turns, What what's your gross margins? Have you been uh, to Derek's house lately? Yeah, uh, I've been to Derek's house. He's got the turn room. <laughs> he does have the turn room. Um, that, that's but, a good but, question. But, no, I was just thinking, you know, I think you could work it that better if you had some kind of a spreadsheet or something that you could keep track of, you know, gross margins turns because really how do you know what you make is worth it unless you're keeping track you know because you got to know what the thing costs you what was the cost of inventory sold really the bottom line is and if you've had that on your shelf or and that's the way it is at the store if we've had it on our shelf for a year and it's not turned or gone away then it's going to be costing you money at some point 
uh, might be a little different at your house, but because you're not paying, you know, employees and all that stuff to do it. But there's got to be a way that you can keep track of that. And, and uh, what have you been doing, Derek? How do you keep track of your stuff? You're you're the eBay uh, uh, guy. Well, I mean, there's, there's a couple different approaches. There's you know, a lot of that is because you have the overhead, so you're buying more inventory, you're turning to make more profit, and you got that margin. Um, with a lot of the stuff, if you're picking up something for a quarter of a yard sale, the margin, you know, depending on what that is, is a lot bigger, so you don't have to turn as much because you're, you're making more with the margins. Uh, but definitely with an inventory, and we've talked about systems before, you got to know what you have and where it's at, or, or that's just going to drive you crazy. And come the end of the year when you're doing your taxes, you kind of have to have a good idea of, what you've sold through a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so when you figure your margin, you're figuring a gross margin or just a net margin or you just going, you know, what what is the price of that cost of that to sell it, really? you got to figure all that in. You know, did you have to go get gas to go get it? You know, how about that free hamburger that you wrote off? I mean, uh, you, you got to put that all into there. And so that, that, that's why I'm wondering, some of these guys, are they really making money or are they just just having a hobby. You the, know. the good part is, like you said, and that's, you know, everybody says different things, but yeah. I get to know it all because I do their tax. Oh, yeah, you're the tax man. I get that's actually what I'm saying, is there yeah. really money in it or is it just a hobby? You know, and, and for, it it's all depends on your dedication level. Like I said, if you treat it like a business, it can be a business. Like I said, I mean, over the past couple of years, I've picked up some newer clients that uh, do really well. What I mean by really well, I mean, they bring in, 150, 250, you know, one couple that I know, they brought in $350,000 of income. And obviously, just like everything, they didn't make 350000 yeah. They had a lot of expenses. But like I said, they would come down to where they'd make, you know, make eighty dollars to $100,000. You know, then they'd have to pay taxes on that money. So they would make, you know, six to $7,000 a month. Like, that would be what they'd bring home. So again, depending on you know your uh, your level, the same thing you have to put in the hours. Otherwise, you you know Derek and I we both got death piles. We've got money sitting in the house, but it's not necessarily prioritized because said you can't hide money, and that's what Derek tries to do. But in the closet. Well, uh, the, well, the other thing is it depends. So if you're going to do something where you're buying more wholesale, you got to run it like a wholesale business where you do need to flip and keep it going and fresh inventory coming. So many charges. You know, if you're yeah. if you're selling pretty rocks off the side of the road that you can pick up and you can polish them and people will buy them, there's a lot less cost and overhead. So it, it depends on what what you're selling or where you're getting your inventory. Somewhat of how fast you need to turn, obviously. Uh, we all like to just put something up and it turns within a month or a week, but uh, there are some things that you're just waiting for that person that wants that whoopee whistle and <laughs> yeah. they're going to pay $300. It, it's going to sit for a little bit, but you got to find it at home. See, that, that's where I probably have my whole troubles because I'm so much focused on the retail that I have a hard time seeing how some of this stuff works because, you know, I know that if I got something, you know, a set for a while, I've paid money for it. And if it's set for a year, is that money have been better to be put somewhere else than just sitting on the shelf there collecting dust? You know, it, there is a point where you start losing money, even though you still have the object, you can lose money on it. I mean, and that's and like I said, that is it all depends on the way you want to um, run your eBay store. Is it a hobby? Um, you know, are you in it to make money? Uh, well, I'm in everything to make money. That's. But yeah, sometimes you'll go all in and you think you got something that does turn out to be that dog that you just need to clearance out and you might break even or lose some money so, on, but you just move it off. Cause so you guys have a rule of thumb, hey, if this item's been here a year, I'm going to get rid of it? Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at because I don't want to have a house full of stuff, you <laughs> know, because when I die, Derek will get it and sell it on eBay. <laughs> I'll I want to sell it before he gets it. That's a good point. So uh, I just not, don't know if there's some rule of thumb that... You know, do I have to have something that turns? Like in my store, we like, you know, four to five turns a year on an item. Yeah. If you're not getting that, then it's not worth carrying on the shelf, basically. So. I, like I said, and that, with, with selling things online, it's all a learning curve. Like it says, it depends on what you're going into. I guess it's, yeah. Whether it's vintage t-shirts, whether it's random everything, like, you know, discontinued spices, you know, shirts, tab. Uh, you know, all these different things. I've got a room full of stuff, which I give you a real good deal on. <laughs> yeah. Um, just sitting there, because like I said, that was my learning curve. Now I'm selling a lot more in, in cards. And see, in retail, we do that kind of stuff. If we have dogs like that, then we 
collect it all and we give it to Goodwill and then yeah. we write it off that way. So I guess you can rewrite it off. I don't know. Well, then I go down to Goodwill and I get it for a dollar and I sell it for what it cost you, the four or five dollars, you know. It just kind of depends on. Yeah. And, and like I said, it is, it's that learning curve. Like I said, it's it's what, when you're doing it for yourself, it's what's enjoyable. I mean, right now in your retail, you know, you, you're, you don't necessarily have control over what item. Uh, yeah, sell. I don't. Yeah. You know, you just, you just put it on the shelf. But like I said, I went from selling, uh, you know, T-shirts, backpacks. So uh, you're into that. Women's thing. clothes. And, and like I said, on our Wait a minute, you wear women's clothes. I, sometimes <laughs> I do. I, <laughs> on a fancy dinner date. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm trying to get out of the husky section. So like I said, I've got some goals here. Yeah. Um, but like I said, now I've gotten into sports cards and my margins are, you know, I, I just sold, you know, some cards for a, a ridiculous amount of money and I made... I don't know, almost 300 times. Let's say if your margin's high, then you don't need as many turns. Yes. You know? But you also got into sports cards at the right time. If somebody's getting into it now, they're going to be paying a lot more to get in. Exactly. That barrier to entry is a lot higher now than it was a year ago for us. Yep. You, you, but there's still money in, in players to, you know, there's there's still money to be made. You just got to be a lot, um, I guess, more cautious about what you're buying at this point. So if you had a big crystal ball, what do you think is going to be the next hot item? I mean, you're in the car. I, I realize you guys are talking about the hockey thing and not the hockey thing but soccer I guess yes football even that like this you're, you're getting later on I, I is think it going to be old used masks from uh, <laughs> you know Corona Corona masks no collectible masks <laughs> Corona right we'll sell them for Halloween things in about <laughs> 10 years or something I, like Corona said, costumes we've talked a lot I mean I think some of the, the tickets that you showed Derek those are really cool um, old uh, sports tickets, uh, concert tickets. Which, if I if I remember right, didn't you take uh, Derek to go see Alice Cooper? Is that is that a true story? Yeah, he took me. I took him. Yeah, me to go see Alice Cooper. She was in a he was in a nurse outfit. One year was he with a nurse? Yeah, he he bit some bat's head off or something. I don't know. Or was it a chicken? It was bloody anyway. It was great. Um, <laughs> like a window or not a bad seat in the house out there. You were singing like you were 16 years old again. Yeah, I thought I was. I Dead babies. Welcome to my nightmare. You know, we were going through it all. I don't know what you're talking about. No, you you, you went out of the door. Man. No, no. I know he's on the list, but um, as far as things... The thing is, we, is he's older than me, and I'm thinking, how's that guy up there dancing around like he's 19? Meth. <laughs> might be. Oh, he's a born again Christian. Oh, Alice is a good, good brother now. Oh, good. Well, maybe not. His meth days are behind him, I think. <laughs> Cocaine. Sooner or later, everybody finds Jesus. You know that. <laughs> yes. He finds you. One that's, of the two. That, that's a yeah, good way to pick you up. Um, I guess looking at things like I said, we you know there there's shortage of things. Um, you know, we uh, as far as selling online, like I said, we talk about different. Well, tickets. that's where I'm like, uh, you're asking us the next hot thing, but you've been the guy pointing well, them out. Left and right. Apparently everything's going to be hot because it seems like, this is no kidding, I will get less than half of what I order in on any given order day. And it's kind of scary actually because uh, I don't know if it's just stuff made in China, the China syndrome's slowing us down, but uh, I don't know if we're all going to be in trouble waiting in that line like we're in Russia for a roll of to toilet paper or not. But, Time to stop but it, it is... It is seriously, some days, I get frightened. What kind of things are you talking about? I'm talking about, it's the weirdest general of the run thing, like the lids are still short. Canning lids you still can't get Can, it. Canning lids? Um, of course, the chlorine, because the, the place burned down. <laughs> great fire. <laughs> the great fire in Tennessee or wherever that was. But then, you know, that boat that turned sideways in the lock. Yes. Suez Canal slowed everything up for about two weeks. But right now, lumber is... is incredibly crazy. I mean, a piece of OSB that used to cost $8, now sell for $54. Jeez. And they're still building houses like there's no tomorrow. And I'm thinking, you guys are nuts, because the average cost went up almost $80,000. And, you know, I, I didn't have to pay that much for my house totally. So... I don't know how the young kids are going to do it nowadays. Or, Well, luckily you've taught uh, at least one, you know, I, I know a couple of your kids. Yeah, stay out of debt. Stay out of debt. Like this is, uh, you know, there's there's lots of opportunities to make money uh, creatively so that you can, uh, you know, afford things um, and enjoy, you know, vacations, you know, do things, but in uh, in a good way. Um, 
Derek, I, I know that uh, you know you are, are you the favorite. Is that, is that the true story? I don't I don't think you're the favorite. I, think I, Aaron's the favorite. I wouldn't put money on it, but you never know. Yes, we got you. I might be a lot. I might be. I might be a long. I might be a long shot. Uh, the one that takes me to dinner the most. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't have a favorite. It's, oh, you it's, don't have to lie. It's just you, you and know, me sitting. Yeah, here. yeah. They're all my favorites, really. Grandpa Bird said they're, they're his favorite favorites. So yeah, <laughs> he did get in trouble the other day. You, you called somebody your favorite grandkid or something. You were getting a little trouble. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I only have uh, my favorite. I have a favorite daughter though. That's because I only great. have one, so I can I can get away with that. But <laughs> with the boys, it's different. They're all they're all unique. And and uh, I think I got to say about Derek though, he's he's always looking for a way to. You know, turn a, a buck, and and he's a lot like me in a lot of ways. When I was young, growing up, I used to collect seed. You know, and, and everybody says, "What are you out there hitting them sagebrush with a tennis racket for?" You know, <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of native seed collecting, and that's the way I used to. So you were collecting seed. Do a side hustle when you were a kid. Yeah, and and got my dad doing it. And he's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Get the big wool bags of sagebrush." And, but you could turn some pretty good. So who are you selling sagebrush seed to? Here's the full circle funny part. Back to the plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a friend, he was in the seed business and they did a lot of reclamation back there, you know, when whenever they put in a oil well or mine or whatever, they had to put back whatever they took away and so 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 how did you like so you found a little niche to say, I'm gonna go out and wax sagebrushes, yeah. get some seed and sell it to the plumber like, how did that little transaction work? Well, he, he was a friend of mine. Well, actually, from the plumbers. He's a friend of mine. He used to do it. When we were going to college over there, we got doing it. And we'd go on three or four states and collect different <laughs> kinds of seed. Eat tuna fish out of a can and sleep in the back of the truck. And, but you could make some pretty serious money back then when we were working it. You know, you know, two or $300 a day was wow. big, big money. And that's, that's how I paid for Probably all of Derry's Christmas presents <laughs> and, and uh, most of my taxes at the time. Is, it was non-reportable income. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, no, we don't, we don't bring up Set, no, 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 statute of limitations. No, <laughs> no, we reported cash money under the table. That's well, it is now, and that's what's kind of ruined it. Is you know they kind of you don't do that much anymore, and then they they've gone to you got to know the source and. Could you imagine back then being being a, a younger guy and having a forum to be able to sell seed online, oh, to, oh to be man, able to have the could, internet to sell seed? Wow, you could, and you could probably still do some of that and go collect wildflowers or yeah. something to sell, you know, Rocky Mountain wildflower mix or something. But so, so you just like your 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 son, you found a niche to sell sagebrush seed. Yeah. What other? What is, I mean, that's a pretty interesting one-off item. Any other things that you you sold that you were kind of a, like, wow, this is this is cool. Just my soul. <laughs> oh, you were tech guy. Now oh, right. you, you listen to him here, and he's been in retail, and he's talking about you know out beating plants in the middle of the wilderness. But he was uh, he was at the front of the tech world at one point. Yeah, one point. For some reason, when I went to Snow College. I I was into uh, computers. And Great school. Went to their lab and got all electronic trained and got a job with uh, Sperry Computers and worked there. It was an inspector, inspect, you know, when they first started to make PC boards and stuff. And so I inspected them and then I went on to work for a place called... Uh, Microsoft? No, Crystal Specialties. Well, Sampy Research Labs and then they were bought out by Crystal Specialties, and we were growing gallium arsenide crystals. Uh, what was they're that? They're like silicone crystals, but they're a substrate. Can you spell that for me? Is it, yeah, it's a gallium <laughs> arsenic, and what it is is it, uh, so gallium and arsenic. Well, arsenic only has two uh, forms. It's either a solid or a gas that doesn't go into liquid, so... This is a podcast. Yeah, it's, it's... But Dennis is way above our pay rate, so you it's were... It's a long time. They send a lot of it up in, in space, you know, because it was... It doesn't have any properties that are really subject to radiation and stuff, so... So you were working for companies, like, this is pretty... Like, what years are we talking? Are we talking late 70s? Yeah, late 70s. 
And you and you were, had the fruition to be working for computer companies. Yeah, I should have stayed with them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you why. I didn't, they were always wanting to send me to school, and I got so tired of, of, I shouldn't say tired of learning, but man, it's just like every day. That, and back then, it was changing so fast that what was good today wasn't good tomorrow. I mean, that's... When I went to Sperry one day, we were going great guns, and the next day they're locking the doors because there's a whole new technology. That's and that's, back in that age, it was hard to keep up with what was going on. So I thought, man, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go do something. Go do something it, else. It's else, so. But, but let's be honest. I mean, you're, you're extremely good at your job. You're very personable. People come in there. I don't know about that. Looking for Everett Denny. Uh, you and I, we, it sounds like, who was the other person? I don't know. There was somebody besides my father-in-law that you like to give You mean hard- Jimmy Cheapy Pants? <laughs> He's the original Jimmy Cheapy Pants. In fact, when you were talking about Jimmy Cheapy Pants all this time, I thought you were talking about Jim, the Cheapy Pants. And then you said, no, that's a whole different guy, but. He's probably the OG Jimmy Cheapy Pants then. That, and he can't hear this, but he's got a friend named Mark K that's even worse. That's, yeah, that was the one we were talking about. You like to give these guys... Man, these guys there. squeak when they walk. I'm telling you what, they're so cheap. That they don't even let a good fart out. <laughs> you, you live in an environment, in a neighborhood that you know everybody, like you treat them well, and, and uh, I'm guessing that that's kind of been one of the reasons you guys have lived in uh, rural Utah for, for several years now. Yeah, when you're, you know, graduating class, doesn't have 60 people in it. That's, that's Jimmy Cheapy Pants counted for two, because he was the <laughs> smartest one in the class. And, and, and if I remember right, your wife is not from where you grew up, is that correct? They were neighbors. My wife was my neighbor, because here's my thought process on this, and this is going back, you know, gas back in the 70s was, it was going up skyrocket, man. <laughs> okay. And so I'm thinking, man, i got to marry somebody close, so I'd look over across the street there, so Cute girl. I thought, you know, if I marry her, I can leave a home and just walk back and forth there. Wow. Or when we visit the in-laws, There's we, the park, we, we can park in between. <laughs> we can park in between and I won't have to travel as far. That worked pretty good for me. Uh, for I, think, I think you could go with the JCP club <laughs> yourself, keeping that dating circle real tight so that you didn't have well, to take the fuel. We didn't... We didn't grow up with the internet. We grew up with sticks. <laughs> we, we had to play with those. And that's what always used to irk me when these kids want to play all these video games. I said, why don't you just go out and play with a stick? I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but they want to play with all the games and be entertained instantly. And it's not that way. Well, it's, it's a different different era now, but like I said, uh, we, we know, at least on the fatherhood scale, you did a few things right. I know all of your children, and they are... Uh, all contributing members to society. I, I guess that's the only thing you can really shoot for as parents nowadays. Yeah, that's, you know, if they're good people and treat their spouses decent, treat you decent, what can you ask for more than that? They have, I do have some great kids, and they have great friends like yourself. Well, You've been down to my house a few times. I've let you in the door, so. You yeah. have. I've been there, too, yeah, the, yeah, the Everett Fest. The Everett Fest. We should start that up. I was thinking maybe with all this technology, we can come up with a laser light show or... <laughs> Get some drones going. You see them drones? They I, do little light shows with. They they are pretty sweet. Those yeah. drones. That's new technology. Yeah, That's yeah, what that maybe is. Right we can do a, a drone fest. <laughs> Derek, you, you got any closing thoughts? Any other things you want to bring up with your father that we can on air? I know that there'll be several on air. No, I don't know. I'll just sit back and enjoy it. I don't know if he's got a derailed story he'd like to go off on, but um, we've had some good bolos and. Uh, it's kind of nice having that communication to where he can say what's coming in short on his orders at the store, and I can run, you know, to other stores and pick it up. But uh, I think he can hear the work ethic, and it's just, you know, he's talking about his dad and him, and side money and side hustles are nothing new uh, with the internet and with podcasts and eBay or, or Uber and stuff. People act like this is some new, new things, but I think there's always been a class of people that, you know, what. It might be because you need to pay some bills, or it might be just because you want to make a little extra money, but I don't, I don't think it's anything new. I'm glad that technology's got us to a point where we can share it, and uh, it's a lot easier to go over to a thrift store and look for a you know, Ninja Turtles backpack than it is to go you know, be a tree in Wyoming, but that's the same idea. So, um, no, just thanks for coming in, and if you got any other stories or anything, this is, this is your time to shine. No, I just, on, on a derail is... is uh, 
I have to say that, you know, right now is a time when if you want a job, you can have a job. Because every place they got up signs that says, help wanted. And the reason for that, I deal with these kids all the time now. And if you want to, okay, I, say, I shouldn't say kids, but, okay, boomer, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, if, if you want to get a job and keep a job, you know, go to work, be on time, stay off your dang phone, pay attention to what's going on around you. You can live without the phone for 10, 15 minutes or whatever you have to do. But that's that's my biggest gripe is, man, they don't, kids don't want to work and they they come in wanting more money than I'm making an hour and and uh, they don't think they have to, they want all their breaks and their, I don't know, I was always taught, you get up, I may not be the smartest person, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to be there at work before anybody else and I'm going to leave the last before anybody else, or not before anybody else, but I'm going to leave. <laughs> last one to last leave. Last one to leave. And I'm going to work at work. And them kids saying, why do you work so hard? I said, that's the only way I know how to do it. That's what you grew up doing. And so, uh, this is why I say open the borders, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got a burger at Wendy's in Wyoming. I've got one here. I know which one was faster and tasted better. And, and he's, he's not just talking the ones south of us. He's talking the ones all around the world open the borders. Well, let the, I just, let the best come in. If you want a job, come get it. Come work. If you got to to work. And if, yeah, and, and uh, you know, show your boss a little incentive. You know, don't don't wait to be told to do a job. You see a piece of paper on the floor for X sakes. Pick it you up. know, pick it up, but don't walk by and say, that ain't my job to pick up that piece of paper. And, and, and like I said, well, I think a lot of that you can uh, put into the same thing working for yourself. It's just making money. Exactly. If you're the best one at, at beating a bush in Wyoming, you got plenty of seats to sell. And that's the thing. If you got stuff and you know it'll sell and you, you got to list it and get it on there. Well, it's the same as if I wake up and I go over to wherever to get my stuff. I got to beat the other people coming to do the same thing. and. If you get lax cooler, if you don't have that little motor at 6 in the morning on a Saturday when you're going to a yard sale, it's easy to sleep in or say not today, but you might miss out on a $1,000 item and, you know, the guy down the street gets it. And they said it's enjoyable. They said you have to have goals in mind. And I will just tell you this, uh, D-Roy, we finally booked that trip to, uh, to California Disneyland. All based off of eBay sale money. So there you go. Yeah, we, we, we did this. We've been talking about it for two years. Like you said, that, that was kind of our goal. Um, to collect enough money, sell enough stuff, and, and we just did. We just booked it today, so oh, nice. congratulations. A little hard work, side hustle that well, has paid off. And that's the thing, though, with work. I mean, work's work, but it can also be enjoyable. Like, it sounds like he's a mean old man yelling at the kids, but you get some, well, no, you get some sense of pride. Like, I think some of it does come down to parenting and, and different things, which is a whole... We could go on a whole, maybe we'll have a whole other talk. Maybe we'll have a whole side podcast with all this that we got going. But there is uh, pride in going and doing your job, doing a good job, and, you know, going home with a sense of accomplishment or, or whatever. You sell your stuff and you can go to Disneyland or whatever, but there's some, I think there's some self-worth and some things that come from that where uh, you, it can be fun. I mean, not all the time, not like cleaning a toilet or, you know, whatever. There's there's bad jobs out there and bad things. Stuff you just have to get through and do. It's but there's also parts of your job that can, you know, be rewarding. You know, and that's me. My most rewarding thing is when I make a sale, it's almost a high for me for some reason. <laughs> and uh, I, get a, I get a great sense of achievement and joy that if I can sell somebody something that they need and, and then if they're walking away and I say, hey, you know, when you buy that, you got to have this to go with it to make it work properly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can help them out, make them, and then they walk away saying, man, you know, if I wouldn't have had that, I'd have to gun out of here and I wouldn't have the right stuff. And I'd have to come so, back. And, yeah. yeah, I'd have to come back. So make sure, and that's the thing you can do on, on your sales, you know, say people who buy this usually buy this or whatever. Or you can throw in, you know, I was thinking, what can you do to make sales better? You can throw in a little you know, like you said, an extra card or something yeah. say, make it make it fun for the people. I was thinking of a grab bag, throw in a grab bag or something. Derek's good at grab bags. Yeah, you know, just if you buy this, we're going to throw in something. Yeah, so. Give you something else. Like you said, that's... Give them, give them value for their money and, and a thrill to go with it, you know. <laughs> well, on that note... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, I think we got our show title. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you coming in, sharing the, the wisdom, the, the, the knowledge, um, the, the 
bringing bringing this fine young man into the world with your uh, wonderful wife, um, Derek. With that being said, um, I said appreciate you having your dad come in. Uh, you, you I made you book him. I made you do the hard work. Yeah, Derek wouldn't face up to me. He made Adam call me. I know that's that's the way it kind of works. But, but uh, I got a free Dr Pepper out of it. So <laughs> a diet, not a diet, Dr Pepper, because I'm trying to get out of the husky section. <laughs> Let me know when you get there, because I'm I'm yeah. trying to. So what's this cabbage thing? That's what I'm going to get on the cabbage. I'll, I'll yeah, I, I had some over the weekend. I'll, I'll share you the recipe. I'll, I'll I do the, the Loma Linda soup, the cabbage soup. I do the cabbage soup. <laughs> I, I've tried. It's not working. I need to do, do it more often. So, uh, Mr. Everett Denny, with uh, that being said, there are two things in life that are for certain, and they are... Death piles and taxes. All right. Dedication we 